Welcome to Gather to Overflow. I'm Evan Umberger. In this episode, I interview Braden Crow, a local outreach pastor in Abilene, Texas, about how our hearts overflow in times of crisis. Stick around and please forgive how many times I say um. All right, let's hang for a while. All right. Well, hey, guys, it's Evan Umberger here in Kansas City, and I've got my buddy Braden Crow in Abilene, Texas. Say hey, what's up, Braden. Hey, Br- hey, how are y'all? Awesome. Well, um, we've known each other for a few years, and so I just wanted to catch you guys up into a conversation we were having. Actually, we were just texting earlier this week, and it was like, man, we should we should talk about this a little bit. So we're just going to take a little bit of time, get to know Braden um and just got a few questions that i think are relevant to what's going on um and so yeah brayden gonna hand it over to you just tell me a little bit about um just your background your history your history with god i mean kind of and then where are you now yeah um so uh man i grew up in a christian home i grew up in a christian school and um Man, I was at the church all the time. Um, I have always just had a history with the Lord. I um, I was baptized at a, at a pretty early age. I um, am incredibly blessed to to be where I'm at. Um, two loving parents who just raised me to love the Lord. I learned how to read by um, reading a children's Bible with my dad, um, and so. Um, I remember those memories. I have a, I have a really good memory. So I like, I remember learning that. I remember learning how to pray. I just, um, am so incredibly thankful for the way my parents raised me, the way that they, um, shepherded me and my heart and just the dividends that it's paying now. And just the deeper I go with the Lord. Um, but also as I step into a new season uh, of getting married here in a couple months and, and we can dive into that into a little bit. Um, we will, inevitably. Um, (laughs) but my faith really got real whenever I went to college. Um, it was just, I remember a really real raw moment that I realized that, um, this faith is my own, Hmm. that no one else can want it for me. Um, and that, that I, I'm making my own decisions. I am, um, I, I just, I realized that it was kind of a, a sink or swim moment that it was something that I made the decision for myself and, and that would define where I was going to go in life. And so, um, yeah, I just, I vividly remember feeling disappointed in what college was that it felt like, it felt like my Christian high school experience all over again. Um, Mm. and I was just, I was tired of it. Um, I remember laying, in bed in my freshman dorm and facing the concrete walls and the prison that it was and saying, you, you <laughs> stayed in maybe, maybe, didn't you? Was yes. It, it was that maybe, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's a, it looks like a prison university. Yes. So, um, and just praying, I can't do this on my own. I need you to put people in my life. I need you to do something. I need you to move so I can move. And, um, the next day I was, I met three of the closest friends that, um, I'll ever have. We're friends for life. They're all in my wedding. One is doing my wedding. 
Um, and they, we have all just encouraged others to step into what the Lord has for us. And we have seen, we have seen the miraculous. We have seen deliverances. We have seen people come, um, to, to Jesus and just to, um, see lives change forever. And so, um, that's me that propelled me into, um, feeling the call into ministry. Um, and so I graduated from ACU with a biblical studies degree and, um, I now currently work for a church here in town that, that I love, that I attended and was a member of all through college. Um, and that's, that's actually where I met Evan. So. Awesome. So what are you doing at Beltway Park in Abilene, Texas? Yeah. Um, so my current role is local outreach pastor. So everything local missions wise, any way that we want to serve the city, um, that's what I help oversee. I meet with different city leaders and partners um, and other nonprofits all around the big country. And uh, I also get to meet with different members of our church and just equip them and empower them to step into those service roles. So that's what I'm doing. That's awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. You know, I, I, I loved being a part of Beltway for 10 or so years. Um, also went to ACU, uh, also got wrecked by a college ministry, um, you know, I, I can't remember was Keith was Keith leading it or Jeremy was leading it when when you were there. Yeah, Jeremy was leading it. Keith okay. was actually the North Campus pastor okay. right as I came in, and so I've I I know both of them, and they have yeah. both shepherded me really well. So yeah, for sure. And I always loved um, you know gatherings. I always loved whether it was college ministry or Sunday mornings, or you know the city would get together to gather. You know. Um, and I'm just curious from your stance, you know, whether it's a big gathering or whether it's just, man, you got some people over at the Pimentel's house, you know, you got a piano or someone's playing guitar. Um, I mean, like, what does it mean, uh, to have overflow in your life? Yeah. Um, that's out of all the, out of all the questions that we're going to be covering, that was the one that, that really, hit the hardest because I don't think it's necessarily something that I've critically thought about before. Um, I think it's just something that we do. It's something that especially Beltway's culture kind of instilled in me. Um, But the more I, the more I really set on that, the more I just kind of listen to, to the Lord on what that actually means in my spirit. Um, It's overflow is a state of being it, it. overflow isn't and and maybe you set that up for me to answer it that way but but (laughs) i mean for overflow you don't get to choose overflow overflow you are going to overflow regardless it you don't get to choose if you overflow or not you get to choose what you're pouring into you and and that's what's going to come out and so if it's you are going to live a culture and a lifestyle of prayer and of worship and of discipleship and of um, just walking in community with people, living a, living a lifestyle of worship with them, um, then that's going to overflow. It's going to overflow into the job you do. It's going to overflow into your marriage, into the way that you parent your kids. It's going to overflow in the way you treat in-laws and the way that you treat people that you aren't necessarily close with. Um, it's going to affect your wallet inevitably i mean Absolutely. it there you can't just turn off um 
a place that that overflow is not going to hit. And so inversely, um, overflow can be just as dangerous if you're filling yourself with things that that aren't going to overflow as pretty. Like so, the fountain of your heart. Right. And out of the overflow of, of your heart, the mouth speaks. So it's like, could be positive, it could be encouraging, and it could be negative. <laughs> and it yes. could maybe exposing things that are already there. Sure. And, and, and that's what happens. And, and it, yes, overflow is the number one thing that exposes anyone. It's going to expose false humility. It's going to expose secret sin. It's going right. to um, expose wounds that you have hidden for a long time um, that you just don't want to deal with. That's what overflow is going to do inevitably. So. Yeah. So connecting that with what's going on right now related to COVID-19, coronavirus pandemic, you're seeing people all around that like the overflow is actually coming out of their heart. And you're seeing like in this crushing, pressing season, like there are things that are bubbling up. There are things that maybe have been hidden before and they're coming to the surface because of people's emotions because of what's going on spiritually because of what's going on in their job because of um we've got millions of people filing for unemployment i mean there's so many you said a fourth of the city or the big country area is in physical need right now for things and so you know you're just recognizing that there's physical needs but there's also emotional needs there's you know you're like snapping i'm not snapping at my wife but it's like there's just things that come up and you're like wow i didn't know that was there and here it is and we're in you know what seems to be you know a a, a deafening or a um a debilitating crisis and it's like in these moments it's like oh man i i hope you got oil i hope you you got you right. know time that you've 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 had some time um you know in the word beforehand beforehand so that when the times come and the trials come and your your heart's tested that it's like i'm actually secured or i just i need you god you know i've i'm seeing literally the google search results for prayer is just like right. is going up so much because people are at this need of desperation. And so with all that being said, like what's God telling you about this time um, of what seems to be a, a pandemic and crisis that people haven't been able to experience before. And what, what are your thoughts on that? On the, on the yeah. Um, that's a good question. Um, so you're seeing dark get darker and you're seeing right. light get lighter. Um, and you know, that, that isn't something that necessarily surprises me. It doesn't, I don't think it surprises a lot of people who, who can see the Lord's faithfulness and previous traumatic yeah. seasons. Totally. Um, but I mean, I think that what the Lord is doing in this season is he is, um, man, I, I, Whenever I think about it, I was talking to our freedom pastor at Beltway about it. And 
Uh, yeah, Sherry's the best. Um, she was, she was talking about how this is really similar to the tower of Babel that it's, Mm. it's, we think that we have arrived as, as humans, as business leaders, as, um, mothers and fathers, as, um, you know, all of this, that, that we've reached the highest academic levels. We've reached the highest athletic levels. We've reached the highest money levels. Our retirement accounts are through the roof. Technology is moving. I mean, there is just, and then the Lord takes it all away. And, and it's then that he is, he is bringing humility to the proud, but he's also taking away um, all of this false reliance that we've had on so many different things. Um, and so people are seeing that in their jobs. People are seeing that in their health. I mean, I remember whenever this first started happening, we're thinking, oh, well, this is only hitting the elderly people. This is only hitting people with, uh, that are immunocompromised. And the more we got into it, we started realizing, oh, this is hitting healthcare workers really hard. This is hitting people with really strong immune systems really hard, and we don't have answers for it. And it's, it's taking away all of this, this false reliance that we had in society. Um, and what it's, what it's doing is it's changing what we're pouring into us. It's changing where we're putting our confidence in. Um, and so I, that's one thing I, I see him doing. I mean, do you see that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, and, and it looks different with different people, um, and different circumstances, but yeah, I mean, generally it's, it's, it's the same of going, let's, you know, in this time, um, God's going to leverage it to be able to go, how can I glory, how can the father glorify the son? How can, um, you know, how can God just empower the victorious church to the, the bride, right? The bride for Christ uh, with the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, we've got, you know, we talked about earlier, Pentecost is coming up in like 50 days or so. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, Lou just kind of, I don't even know if you saw Lou had a, I think you were on another meeting. I was on a meeting too, but um, Lou had this, Lou Engel had a um, communion and it was talking about from Passover until Pentecost, let's press in for the next 50 days and pray for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and whatever it looks like in different capacities. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's like people are at the point of going, I've, I've got to shift my priorities and my rhythms, you know, where, where, you know, video calls for prayer are increasing. Um, you know, it's like people are adding in, you know, different rhythms or they're adding in different things that had they, had they not been in this place, they haven't had the, the need to go, I, I really need to pray. <laughs> yeah. I, I really want to pray. I really want to spend time reading the word. Um, not so that I check it off a box or, you know, I, I it, it's like, I'm wondering when we're able to have public gatherings or people are going to go, Oh yeah, I, I, I went to church and I checked it off. Or are they going to go, Oh, we're here together. You know, like, yeah, I want people who are lost to, to be a part of the family of God. And so I'm going to invest time in, in discipleship and spend 30 minutes or an hour a week with a core group of people. And, you know, or like, like what, what's going to come out of this because 
of this pressing season of I used to rely on, you know, other things. And now it's like God's leveraged it and he's turned it so that we can have our focus on, um, on, on, on the things that we need for what's coming up next. Yeah. I mean, you know, whenever this first started happening, I was thinking about, you know, in the unknown, we don't know how long this is going to go. I don't know how much longer I'm going to have to work in my house. I don't know how many more zoom calls I'm going to have. I don't know. You know, we just, we have zero clue. And as I'm thinking through it is someone who works for a church who the busiest day of the week for me is Sunday. I'm up before anyone else. I know I'm going home later than anyone else. I know. Right. And you eventually get in this just rhythm as someone who works for a church. I mean, Evan, you, uh, you, you lead worship all the time and you do it service after service after service. And it, it, it all just rolls together. It's, Oh goodness, I have to do this again, or I I need to do this again, or I need to check this off the box. And, and I mean, you touched on it, but, but what's going to happen whenever church doors open again? Like, you know, like, like, like whenever are people going to, people can't not be excited to be there. People, you know, I just, I'm thinking about it and it's not just church, but think about the joy that's going to come with bringing your family out to eat. Oh yeah. Or, or saying, let's all go to the grocery store and let's pick out dinner together. Or, you know, you know, eventually I don't know if everyone's at this point, not everyone's wearing a mask out everywhere, but at what point are we just going to have joy that we don't have to, we don't have to, Oh my gosh. We don't have to wear masks wherever we go. And even and though the Marvel masks are really cool. They are really cool. You have to wear it. They are really cool. I wish I had one, honestly. But <laughs> but I mean, I'm just thinking like, I don't know, that's the type of thinker I am where it's like, goodness gracious, what else did we take for granted that the Lord blessed us with, that he that he provided us with? And yeah. You know, I'm thinking about all the different people who have jobs or the people who don't have jobs or the people who go home on Friday, not knowing if they're going to have a job on Monday. And, you know, just what will we take for granted after this is over? Mm. I can't, I can't think of one thing that we can still keep taking for granted. Right. um, After all of this blows over. Yeah, it's true. Well, what's, you know, just like something practical, what's like something that's encouraging for people, you know, just something that you kind of touched on it really briefly. And I, I loved it. It's like, it was about like, um, remembering God's faithfulness, you know, like, like you've got Moses's song where he just erupts <laughs> Miriam's yeah. song and they just like erupt and they're like, Oh my God, thank you. Yes. And you know, and then you read and you're like, and then the Israelites had forgotten and then yes. they built an idol and you're yep. like, what? Yep. No. And like, I'm just praying that there's no more, you know, false idols that come up in people's lives and that, you know, that it's, but there's God's faithfulness to remember, man, that transition that I had in my life um, where I knew God was with me and I knew that he had, he put people in my life or community or, uh, whatever the case had been, I, I just think, you know, is, is that something you'd like to expound on just as an encouragement for people of like, what can we do now? Um, and that will even just help us for those times in the future. Sure. I mean, 
Um, and we kind of talked about it earlier, but, and you put it this way, but it's exactly true. It's, it's same song, different verse. I mean, oh, yeah. th- this is, you know, and the Lord's moving. He, he, he is not surprised by yeah. this at all. There, there is no decree that president Trump is going to make that is going to catch him off guard. Um, there is no politician or professional athlete or, superstar actor who who contracts this virus he's going to be shocked by um there's nothing that's going to come out of this that did not happen without his sovereign hand moving um i just take a lot of comfort in that he's not surprised um this has happened before it's happened again and um before i'm written up as being um insincere and uncaring about those affected. Um, I am affected. I've had two family members contract the virus. Um, it's hit home. It's been something that we have surrounded in prayer. Um, our wedding may not happen. Um, yeah, it are, we will get married. The ceremony that we, yeah, that's not even a question. We are, Postponing is totally at the question. Um, the party is going to be later, maybe. <laughs> yes, the party will have to be later. Um, so, you know, I have been affected by this too. Um, it's been hard. It's been a lot of, of asking the Lord what he's doing. It's been a lot of um, rolling with the punches. But there's just, a, there's just a peace that just kind of transcends the, the God, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Um, whenever we can lean back and see just the way he's been faithful in the past hundred years, let alone throughout all of history. I mean, and you know, it's, um, he's not surprised by it. He, he, um, I mean, I mean, and we were just talking about before this, we were talking about that scripture in Proverbs that talks about how the Lord loves to conceal things and, um, loves to draw us out. And I just, I think that's what's happening here. Yeah. So that's uh, Proverbs 25, 2. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter, and it's the glory of kings to search it out. I love that. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that he's redeeming a lot of of people's hope and humanity. You know, I mean, we want to go back to overflow and – to what we were originally talking about. And it's, you see a lot of overflow of fear. Sure. I mean, that's why I couldn't get toilet paper for three weeks. Um, and, and, um, but on the other end of the spectrum, you're seeing an overflow of hope. Um, you're seeing an overflow of goodness, um, from people. I mean, as someone who works in a church and with my role, my role is trying to find the needs in the city and trying to put, put legs to it and get people to start working on those needs. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing everyone come out of the woodwork to give to, to kids who are stuck at home and need food to people wanting to give to um, providing food for families, to helping, helping local businesses make ends meet to, I mean, anything and everything you're seeing goodness in people. I mean, even the, the little pushes like, um, Oh, who did it? John Krasinski with the, with the good news network. I mean, oh man, I love that. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's awesome. Cause it's, it's what people want to hear. 
you yeah. know? Um, and so I'm starting to see overflow of good in people that, mm-hmm. that we hadn't seen before that the, there's a lot of people who are ready to just, to just mark up people as, as bad and of mm-hmm. hopelessness and right. that, that there's no good left in people. And we're seeing that right now. We're seeing our country come together. I mean, we're in the middle of an election season and you know, we, I got the notification that, that a, a candidate dropped out recently, but besides that, I'm not, there's been no talks of a debate between the two people. There's been no talks of more mm-hmm. primaries. There's been no talks of what their plans are in four years or what the, what president Trump's going to do to be elected and reelected. Um, everyone's just focused on the now everyone's focused on the people and getting us through this. And, um, I just think it's sweet to see. I think it's, I think we're seeing an overflow of things that have been in there for a long time that have just never come out. Yeah, sure. Well, how about we, how about we pray? Um, do you have anything on your mind or I'll be glad just to do it. Um, uh, you know what? Totally. If, if this makes the final cut, great. But if not, that's really okay too. Um, Evan is a master editor of podcasts. <laughs> He's doing great. Um, no, something that's just been really heavy on my heart is um, children in the situation. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, one of the organizations I'm working for right now is um, – just core it's CASA court appointed, um, advocates, um, for, for children who are, um, in potentially abusive situations. Um, I was talking to their president yesterday morning and they were talking about how Cook's children's, um, how they usually see, they usually see only one child who's been beat to death a year and they saw two last week. And, um, so where school and where daycares used to be their safe places, it's just gone. Um, where they used to get meals at breakfast and lunch, it's gone. And um, so my heart just aches for that. Um, you know, we're, we're even seeing, um, I saw this morning, a pretty, pretty well-known professional athlete just got, um, just got caught um, abusing his child too. And um it's just heartbreaking. It just, it really aches my heart. Um, and so that's been on my heart. So I would, I would love for us to, to pray into that. And yeah. Well, you lead out and I'll finish about that, man. Cool. Um, Jesus, we love you. Um, we just declare that you are faithful. We declare that you are doing a move in our midst. Mm -hmm. Um, that you are going to bring your glory and you, you are going to put it on display for all of us to see that, that, that those living decades and centuries from now are going to recall 2020 as a year that, that you did something, um, that you moved your mighty hand. And, and Lord, I just ask right now that you would bring, um, freedom, that you would bring deliverance for every, um, child living in fear, living in abuse, living in hurt, living in worry, living in, um, depression and, and then just as a victim of yeah. abuse, Lord, Lord, would you give 
us as, as people who love you, as people who want to do your will? Would you give us vision? Would you give us insight? And would That's you right. give us a heart um, just for your children, Lord? Um, mm-hmm. We just, we love you. We trust that you are doing something. And Lord, would you just break our heart for what breaks yours? Um, and, and Lord, um, I ask that you would excite our heart for what excites yours. Um, yeah. so, so whenever you are doing something in the middle of pain, in the middle of frustrations, in the middle of taking things for granted, would you just stir our hearts to be, to be showing and feeling the same emotions that you are feeling, Lord? Yeah. Um, we love you. We just declare that we trust you. And, and Lord, would, would you just do something really special in this, um, in this week with it being Monday, Thursday, um, with, with, uh, good Friday tomorrow and with Easter, uh, on Sunday, Lord, we just, we declare the tomb is empty. We declare that, right. um, what you did, um, changed history forever. Um, it changed eternity forever. And, um, Lord, would you let us just have a, a deeper recalling of that, um, right now in this season, Lord, um, we just trust you. We believe you and we take you at your word. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Yes. God, I thank you that you desire to give good gifts uh, in this season. I, I thank you that um, you desire to give wisdom and revelation um, that in the midst of, um, as we were talking about the dark getting darker and the light getting lighter, that um, there, there's going to be an increase of revelation of dreams and visions that you're going to um, interrupt people's lives, um, that you're going to be setting new rhythms um, in their life um, of, of communion, of, of talking, of, um, of opening up the Bible and, and listening to you um, and responding to you. And so, God, I just, I pray for um, for those that are um, strategically put in different places to be these catalysts like Braden and, and being able to understand the needs of the community and being able to, um, to connect people. Um, I thank you that you have, um, you've, placed, you've placed those people with purpose and that you've given them the insights. You prepared them beforehand and, and now is the time to um, to move into action. And so I got, I just ask for anyone who's listening, who um, needs to be put into action for that, that you would catapult them, that you would give them insights into just, I need to serve my neighbor. I need to just ask if they're doing okay. If, um, or if someone comes up to mind that, that um, we would take the step to call them uh, to reach out. And um, just that in this season of pressing, um, that there would be oil that comes out, that there would be um, the oil of intimacy that we can be able to take on to the next season um, because we're choosing to spend time with you in prayer, in worship, in Zoom meetings <laughs> that we get to enjoy with each other. Um, I just thank you for the increase um, of, of prayer that people are searching for it. And I thank you that you're going to meet them and you're going to speak to them that the Holy Spirit is going to increase in activity and um, people's um, lives literally will not be the same because of what you're doing in this season. Um, I ask for uh, compassion in this season 
as we're hearing about things um, that are um, are terrible. I, I thank you that Jesus, even you said, let the little children come to me. And I just ask for, um, for your open, open arms at your hands that are willing to come um, and embrace children in this time um, that, that they too would be able to, um, as even Brain was talking about learning to read by reading the Bible, that they would have um, encounters with you in this season um, and that, that there would be um, just markers for them in their life, milestones that they'll be able to remember your faithfulness. God, I just thank you for your faithfulness in our life. I ask that um, you would bring those things to our mind, that you'd remind us, and we'd be able to remind other people about the ways you've been faithful. And so um, let your will be done and help us to um, agree in partnership with you um, for your will in our life, for our friends, our family, our communities, and that we'd be able um, to agree with your word. We'd be able to agree with your spirit and we'd be able to move into action in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate you being on here. Yeah, man. Look forward to catching up soon. Dude, I would love that. Hey, thanks again for hanging with us through all the laughs, serious talk, and ums. Pretty sure I broke world record for the number of ums in a podcast. As a heads up, save the date for Friday, April 24th at 8 p.m. Central through Saturday, April 25th at 8 p.m. Central. We'll be joining an online 24-hour day of worship, prayer, and testimonies with our friends at PrayForTech.com. Originally, I have been coaching and consulting them about a 12-hour day of worship, prayer, and testimonies at Google HQ in Silicon Valley. However, we had to cancel due to the coronavirus and decided to pivot towards an online gathering, plus doubling our hours to include more people around the globe. Please be praying for the leadership team and everyone who will be a part in any capacity. Also, be on the lookout for a blooper edition of this episode with even more laughs. As always, when you have any interview requests, questions, or testimonies, please feel free to email gather at the asafgroup.com. Also, if you'd like to give to our ministry, you can do that at the asafgroup.com slash give. May God bless you this Good Friday and Easter Resurrection Sunday as you gather to overflow in your home.